I was reading the paper last Sunday, and I noticed there was an article, and the title was, What's New in Advent Calendars? And I thought, oh, good, I'll learn something here. I remember having an Advent calendar as a kid, and I thought, well, let's see, what's new in Advent calendars? So this is what I heard about. I found out that you can get a French, you got the Paris-based lotteries Advent calendar has 24 windows. I remember that. Well, this one's filled with French candy, surprise-like nugget, chocolate, and jelly fruits. And then I went on to one that, um, well, it was created as uh, bourbon. It features... A selection of 24 premium whiskeys, which include an array of small batch bourbon. And then Williams and Sonoma offers 24 days of coffee. And then uh, the, for the tea drinkers, there is a limited edition warming joy advent calendar with 24 pyramid tea infusers, such as spice ginger plum. They have the cat Advent calendar with 24 tins and different flavors so your cat can sample her way through the month. Purina offers two different versions for dogs, 12 or 24 days of chewable snacks. There is the beer advent calendar and the Lego Marvel Avengers advent calendar. Hmm. Did you notice anything? It all sounds like some nice stuff, doesn't it? Anything missing in these Advent calendars? How about Jesus? All right. So I thought, hmm, I think I'd better talk about Advent a little bit here. Advent, the word means arrival or coming. And for us as Christians, it's all about the Advent of Jesus. That Advent is the season that leads us up first to the celebration of Christmas, right? It's our way to prepare to celebrate the birth of Jesus on Christmas when God became one of us. That's the Advent wreath, isn't it? The Advent wreath represents the four weeks, beginning with four Sundays leading up to the celebration of Christmas. So we're at week one. Advent is also about Christ's second coming at the end of time. And, and that's really the thrust of each of our readings today. Uh, with, with, uh, I want to speak especially about our second reading, First uh, Thessalonians. We heard to be blameless in holiness at the coming of our Lord Jesus. Conduct yourselves to please God. And then our gospel from Luke. We hear, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these signs begin to happen, stand erect and raise your heads, because your redemption is at hand. And this is really about Jesus coming at the end of time. For some of the early Christians, they thought Jesus was going to come right during their lifetime. Well, it's been a long time since uh, Jesus' birth. When is Jesus coming? When will this be fulfilled? What about that? Well, I recently had an experience on the perspective of time. 
many of you are aware that I was gone for part of November, and, and part of that, part of it I was on retreat, but the first part of it, I was doing some hiking with two nephews and a niece. We were in the national parks in Utah, and then we went to the Grand Canyon. Now, when you go to the Grand Canyon, it's a long way from the rim down to the Colorado River at the bottom. They tell you, do not walk from rim to river and back in one day. And I think that's wise advice. There's only one place to stay at the bottom of the canyon. And uh, there's, you can camp down there, but that, even the camping, it's very limited. You've got to put in four months ahead. We couldn't get into that. There's one place to stay, Phantom Ranch. They take reservations starting 15 months ahead of time, and even then, you, you put in, you, you don't get it. There's just so few cabins, places to stay. So we were hoping for a last-minute cancellation, and so I got our name on the waiting list, and sure enough, at 7.15 a.m., three weeks ago today, I was in the lodge of Bright Angel on the rim of the Grand Canyon, and they said, James, we have a cabin for you. And so I immediately texted my nephews and niece, and by gosh, they were able to move pretty quickly, and we were on the 8 a.m. Hikers Express shuttle bus to the Kaibab Trailhead. We started walking down the canyon. We walked some more. We walked some more. And down, down, down we went. Now, Geologists say that the canyon itself is a mere six million years old. But it reveals layers of rock much older than that. And that's the beauty of the Grand Canyon. You can see all these different layers of rock. And if you start at the top of the south rim, it's the top layer is the white rock of the Kaibab Formation. Now that rock was formed a mere 270 million years ago. And you keep going further into the canyon and the rock layers keep getting older and older until you get to the inner gorge close to the river. And what's there is what's called the uh, Vishnu basement rocks. And we, we could see and touch the green and rock of these stones. Some of those stones, rocks, were believed to have formed almost 2 billion years ago. Now, you might say, that's really neat, but I do not intend on walking down to the bottom of the Grand Canyon, even if they give me a mule. I don't want to do it. That's okay. You can stay up at the rim, and they're part of the rim trail. There's an area called the Trail of Time, and what it does is it have, has markers every couple of yards, and each marker between the distance between them represents a million years. So I took a picture of a sign that read, congratulations, you have just walked a million years. And then the sign went on to say, now you are ready to walk a two billion year timeline of Grand Canyon geology. And what they do is you walk along the rim and they tell you whether you're 10 million years ago or 70 million years ago, and then you keep going on, and, they, and they've got the uh, pieces of the rock from each of those samples all the way back to nearly 2 billion years ago. Well, what's the point in bringing all that up this morning? Well, the first thing I'd want to say is, 
whether it's the rock from 70 million years ago or 2 billion years ago, God's the one who created it, right? God formed the planets and the stars and all there is in the universe, everything. And isn't it a marvel to behold? And this God, the God of the universe of everything that is, chose to become one of us, to take on our human limitedness. And believe me, when I was walking out of that Grand Canyon, I was feeling pretty limited as a human being over the next couple days. But God became one of us. The Word became flesh. And we celebrate at Christmas, and we prepare for the celebration of Christ's birth at Advent. And then that same God will come at the end of time. And whether that end of time occurs later on today or two million years from now, our faith is he will come again. Every time at Mass we express this after the Lord's Prayer, that when we say the Lord's Prayer and the priest will say, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Advent is about preparing to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Advent is about preparing for the end of time, uh, whenever that might be. Because of those, it makes a difference how we spend every day of our lives. Every day of our lives, we want to live in a way of awareness of God's presence to us here and now, in the people around us, in the word of God proclaimed, in the sacraments we celebrate. Now, to help us enter into the season of Advent, I encourage you to have an Advent wreath, not only here in church, but if you can have one at home, I think that's a great thing, okay? Uh, many of you picked up the blue books last week. I think we're about all out of them. There might be a couple left at the office. Uh, there are online resources available at our website. I encourage you to consider celebrating the Sacrament of Reconciliation during this Advent season. Going to confession is a great, great way to to ask the Lord to remove whatever holds us back from recognizing the presence of God in our midst. And we have some children who will be making their first reconciliation this Thursday, so we want to pray for them and for their families. And you can see the bulletin. We've got increased times for reconciliation. Now, the kids. If the kids want to come up now, i got a couple ideas for the kids, too. All right? If any kids want to come up, they can. If they don't, yeah, come on up, sure. All right. All right. On your way into church, did you notice anything back behind that baptismal font? The uh, The bulletins are back there, yes. This uh, Maybe right around, do you see the figures kind of back there? We got the whole manger scene, don't we? We got everything there. You see Mary and Joseph and the shepherds and that. Do you see baby Jesus? No, you don't. Okay, just a hint. All right. <laughs> but there's a manger to put him in, isn't there? 
is there any in the manger? We usually put some, uh, some bedding in there for baby Jesus to rest on. Is there any bedding in there right now? I'll tell you, very, very little. It's looking pretty, pretty bare bone there. Have you heard of the custom, and we've been doing it for several years at St. Michael, if you do good deeds during the week, you know, if you help your parents or at school or in your community or whatever, keep track of how many good deeds you do. And for each good deed you do, you can put one piece of straw into the manger. Now, I'm hoping between the two of you, and I'm hoping there's a whole lot of other kids that are going to be doing it too, I'm hoping you all do some good deeds so that by the time we put baby Jesus into the manger, he's going to have a nice, soft bed. Okay? So that's one thing. Do you have an Advent wreath at home? You know? That's all right. Think about it. Talk to your folks about it. But here's what I like. When I was your age, I liked lighting matches. And I liked blowing out candles. All right? Do not do that without your parents there, okay? That's, that's something I'd advise. So talk to your parents about it, but if you can get an Advent wreath, it's a great chance to, well, have a little fun with fire, okay? But do it in a controlled way, and you're doing it as part of your prayer during Advent, okay? And the other thing that's nice is to have an Advent calendar, and we're going to be passing them out in the religious ed classes, I know, this Monday, but I went to Rosary Book and Gift Shop, and they've got Advent candles. Now, they don't have them with beer and coffee and Star Wars, but they've got, I think, some good, and they're the kind you get to open a page. And so I've got one for your family, all right? So see me after Mass, and I think I've got another one or maybe several back there, too. So anybody else who wants one, just see me after Mass. Okay, thanks for coming up.